In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. In May of 1887, something unusual happened in the Chicago Board of Trade Building. Instead of grain merchants negotiating profitable future contracts, buying low, selling high, their focus turned from their eye-level companions up into the gallery. They gazed up and saw a celebrity in their midst. As more and more traders gazed upward, a hush fell over the floor, and it became surprisingly quiet. Then the wheat pit traders began to sing. My country, tis of thee, sweet land of liberty. Before long, apparently, everyone was joining in, boisterously singing. Two stanzas later, which is probably more the hymn than most of us today know, Dr. Samuel Smith, the author of this beloved and patriotic hymn, stood up and bowed. In just 30 minutes, decades before, Smith, as a young man on a rainy day, wrote this patriotic hymn. By the fourth stanza, his theological training becomes evident, and the hymn becomes a prayer, asking God to maintain freedom's holy light, and to protect us by thy might. These are prayers asking for favor and protection for our country. Soon, in our church service this morning, we will sing this hymn on this 245th Independence Day. It's been 134 years since the Chicago traders serenaded Dr. Smith. Singing this patriotic hymn in church brings up a variety of emotional responses. Some of us might be offended by the hymn, and others of us would be offended if we weren't singing this hymn or several others like it. Regardless of the merits of singing patriotic hymns in church, good, value-conscious people on both sides are going to be offended one way or another. In a way, we're a bit like the crowd of locals who come out to see Jesus in today's gospel reading. Jesus offends Unlike Dr. Smith, who is greeted with cheers and a rousing song, Jesus experiences the opposite. He's greeted with skepticism, disbelief, and disdain. The people who he grew up with, the people who he has known his entire life, his childhood friends, his family, his neighbors, basically the entire community, are almost all completely offended by what Jesus is doing. Scripture says they took offense at him. The people who know Jesus' life story the most are troubled by his acts of power, mystified by his wisdom and knowledge, and marvel in disbelief at his holy teachings. 
they are offended. Instead of experiencing the radiant and life-giving power of God, Jesus' offended neighbors experience a diminishing smattering of God's blessing, a trickle. Instead of swimming in the metaphorical river of restoration, healing, and renewal, they experience just a few weak droplets. Their sense of offense is cutting them off from God. They are offended by what God is doing. Is God doing anything wrong? Is it wrong for God to bring healing and restoration and hope? God's acts of power and love are about to break forth in an almost insignificant village in Galilee. Jesus' hometown is a, basically a forgettable backwater. But it is there that God wants to move and stir up the Spirit's restoring power. Yet the people are offended. Offended that Jesus would be a conduit of God's love. Offense creates emotional trouble. When we're offended, we're unable to listen and to hear. In our gospel, the hometown people cannot enter into the work that God is doing because they are paralyzed by an attitude of offense. They are missing out on the goodness of God because of their offense. So how can we better respond when we are offended? How do we quickly emerge from our sense of offense? Here's three things that I do to avoid allowing my sense of offense from interfering with my relationship with God or other people. Number one. I ask myself, why am I being offended? Why is, whatever it is, bothering me? By identifying whatever it is that is making me want to emotionally withdraw because I'm uncomfortable or angry or just plain appalled, I step out of my emotional reactiveness so that I can engage others more intentionally. Then, after I've discerned why I'm being offended, I ask myself, number two, is my being offended worth it? Basically, what is my being offended going to cost me? I find there's an emotional cost to being offended. Even if I don't say anything aloud, I can feel it in my body. It's tensing because I'm offended. Now, you might be different, but for me, I find confrontations not to be very energizing. So I need to assess, is whatever is happening, is it worth being offended over? Number three, after I've asked myself, why am I being offended? And assess, is my being offended worth the cost? Then number three, I ask myself, what do I hope to accomplish? Am I looking for the situation or or the person to change? What, What do I want my actions to achieve? Living in a state of offense is a relationship killer. 
So, personally, I work hard not to be offended. Jesus isn't offended by the townspeople's response to his ministry. Surprised? Yes. Offended? No. Instead, Jesus goes about his ministry like usual. And some townspeople, although not many, but some, are healed. Did you, did you catch that? Even, even other people's poor attitudes cannot stop you from experiencing God's love. This morning's gospel reading demonstrates that you might be surrounded by offended people, but they don't have the power to stop you from, from accessing God's love. Whether in Nazareth or in Washington, D.C., God's love shows up in unexpected places. On the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, standing before over 200,000 civil rights leaders, Dr. Martin Luther King echoed Smith's hymn when he quotes the tail end of the first stanza, Let freedom ring. On this 4th of July, we can decide to move forward and be free from offense. We can decide to have the opposite response of Jesus' hometown. We can decide to be open to the work of God. Together, like those in that Chicago Board of Trade building all those decades ago, we can sing deeply of freedom. But our freedom is not limited to political freedom, but to the spiritual freedom that can be found in Christ, a freedom from offense. With God's help, we can lay aside our inclination to be offended. Amen.